Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The Word of God for our special study this morning is our first lesson, Joshua 24, verses 1 to 2, 1 and 2 and 14 to 18, as printed in your bulletin. Dear fellow members of Christ's body, it is directly stated in our text from Joshua 24 and clearly laid before his, the disciples in our gospel today at the end of John 6. We can even say it is implied in our second lesson from Ephesians 5. It is the obligation and opportunity to make a decision about whom you are going to follow and how you are going to live. Simply put, the Lord tells us it is time to choose. Now, that idea of choice may make us Lutherans a little uncomfortable at first. So let's be clear about something from the start. Nothing in any of these passages is suggesting that the unbelieving sinner has any power on his or her own to choose Jesus as Savior, to decide to follow the Lord or opt into the family of God. As the Apostle Paul reminded us in Ephesians 2, every one of us was previously dead in our trespasses and sins. We carried out the desires of the sinful flesh and its thoughts, and like all other people, we were by nature objects of God's wrath. Sinners on their own have no ability and really not even any desire to come near to God and place any kind of claim on His favor or a place in His family or heaven. We are unholy through and through from the very start. And nothing we do can remove the stain of our sins or the weight of our guilt. As Jesus said in our Gospel today, no one can come to Me unless it is given to him by My Father. The only way to come to God is through His grace and work. The Holy Spirit works faith in us as a gift, gives salvation in Christ to us as a gift, and seals us for paradise as a gift. So how is it then that Joshua still tells the people to choose today? And Jesus Himself asked His twelve disciples, so what are you going to do? Are you going to go your own way, or are you going to follow me? The answer is that neither is speaking to the unbelieving or unconverted. We are speaking to those who are already a part of the kingdom of God. What they are saying is simple. Choose to be who you are. And who you are, you have been made by the grace of the Lord. You were chosen by God, saved by God, made family by God. The verses from Joshua 24 left out of our first lesson today spell this out for the people of Israel. He reminds them how God chose their ancestor Abraham to be the father of the Lord's special people and how Jacob, his grandson, went down to Egypt with his family where after their ever-increasing nation had been enslaved, 
God sent Moses and Aaron to lead them out, enabled by the plagues imposed by God on their Egyptian taskmasters. And then God had rescued Israel from the pursuing Egyptian army by passing them safely through the Red Sea, which swallowed up their enemies. And after many miracles through 40 years in the wilderness, finally the Lord brought them to the promised land of Canaan, whose people under Joshua Israel had conquered and whose cities, fields, and vineyards were now their own. All of this God had done for them because He loved them and had chosen them to be His special people, to be a witness to the world and eventually to bring forth the entire world's Savior. But you and I are no less chosen by God than Old Testament Israel was. He has called each of us by the gospel, washed each of us from our sins and claimed each of us as his own child in baptism, saved each of us from death and damnation through faith in Jesus Christ, the Son who was sacrificed and crucified for our redemption. He did this not because we in any way earned or deserved it, not because we were by nature that lovable, but because he loved us in spite of our holiness and utter hostility. He chose us in eternity to be his own, and he saved us entirely by his grace in Christ. So when Jesus speaks to the twelve and says, what's your choice going to be? And when Paul speaks to the Ephesians and to all Christians and says, how are you going to live? They are both speaking the same way Joshua does. They are addressing believers as the children of God they have been made by grace. And the challenge Joshua puts before his people the Holy Spirit places before us today, too. It is time to choose. For Israel, it was a very real choice between single-minded trust in the Lord and idolatry. It was clear who the true God was and how they should rely on Him. But they still had false gods among and around them, and they were still tempted to serve those idols. So before he departed this life, Joshua made it clear to all the people that he would leave behind. Joshua said, Now, therefore, fear the Lord and serve him wholeheartedly and faithfully. Remove the gods that your fathers served in the region across the river and in Egypt and serve the Lord. But if you see no benefit in serving the Lord, then choose for yourselves today whomever you will serve whether the gods that your fathers served beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. And Joshua had to have been pleased to hear their response. They freely confessed their understanding of what the Lord had done for them and what that meant for their lives to come. The people responded by saying, Far be it from us to forsake the Lord in order to serve other gods. For the Lord our God 
He is the one who brought us and our ancestors up from the land of Egypt where we were slaves. He is the one who performed these great signs right before our eyes and protected us on the whole journey that we made and among all the peoples through whom we passed. The Lord drove out of our presence all the peoples and the Amorites who were living in the land. We too will serve the Lord because he is our God. Now you see the commitment that they made was not just for their nation generally. Just as Joshua had said, for me and my household, so each Israelite also committed himself and his household. This was as much about individuals and families as it was about Israel. And it was not merely a a one-time decision like, taking an oath of citizenship or signing a contract that that never would need to be revisited if you didn't feel like it. The choice that Joshua laid before them was to be a choice that they would have to make again and again, every year, week, and day, for every generation, for every individual and family, in every situation that would pit following the Lord against serving other gods and priorities. And so it is for us as well. The time to choose is is not just on our confirmation day or, or on any other day of commitment. It is every day and hour with every word and action. And the choice we make is what we and what our families will be. Whether in all our doings and lives we will identify with and as the people of God that we are. A reading today from Ephesians 5 makes that for me and my household very practical. Paul directly addresses husbands and wives, and by extension all families. And the choice he puts before us is specific. Will you live with each other as those who have benefited undeservedly, immeasurably, and eternally from the grace of God in Jesus Christ or not? Will you have and keep Christ as the center of your marriage and family? Husband, will you choose every day and in every instance and interaction to love your wife as Christ loved the church, sacrificing yourself in order to bring about what is best for her. Wife, will you choose every day and in every instance and interaction to respect your husband and submit to his authority as the church submits to its head, Christ? Father, mother, will you choose every day and in every instance and interaction to model Christ's love and His relationship to the redeemed, to your children, and even to your neighbors. Within the family, each of us has a special role, special responsibilities, has a specific calling, a vocation in which we serve the Lord by serving other people, in which we love our Savior by loving 
those whom he has saved. This is who we are. And vocation is the rubber meets the road place in which our choices make the biggest impact on those around us. And we have callings, obviously, beyond husband and wife, mother and father, son and daughter. We are disciples and witnesses, citizens and neighbors, employers and employees, friends and teammates. In each of our vocations, now is the time to choose whom we will serve. Will it be the desires of our flesh or the directions of God's word? Will it be the attractions of wealth and popularity or the offerings of humility and service? Will it be the gods of our age or the eternal God of all grace? The time to choose is now. Many of you are going back to school shortly. Who will you be? The Christian that Jesus gave himself to make you? and that your baptism marked you as? Or some other person that you think your peers might more likely approve of? Or you employees, now that vacation season is at an end, who will you be in your workplace? The redeemed child of God the Holy Spirit has called you to be? Or some other person who only serves his self-interest? While the choices themselves that are removed seem easy to identify, living up to them is quite often a challenge. We still have a sinful flesh that fights against us, and the world around us with Satan's encouragement pulls us in many different directions, but all of them away from Jesus. And so we pray for understanding and for guidance, And we make sure to strengthen ourselves. Strengthen ourselves with a nourishing, steady diet of the means of grace. The the gospel in the word of God and in baptism in the Lord's Supper. So that, having been strengthened by the Lord himself, our intentions carry through into our practice. And our commitments follow through in all the ways that we live our lives and all the ways that we serve the Lord. Even when your particular calling might seem too ordinary, uninspiring, or uninteresting, even when you might feel too tired or too weary to serve, even when change appears to be what you need the most through every situation, you can be confident that the God who loved you so much that He gave His own Son for your salvation, will give you all you need to serve Him wholeheartedly and faithfully in whatever situation He has placed you. So you can choose Him without hesitation, fear, or doubt. In a way, though, we might say that there is no choice before us at all. The people of Israel, in response to to Joshua's challenge, said, far be it from us. And Peter, in our gospel, said, Lord, to whom will we go? 
Yes, we recognize that there is always an opportunity to sin and to serve other gods or follow other impulses. But when we know who our Lord and Savior really is, when we know what God has done for us, when we see Jesus suffering and dying for our sins and rising from the dead to give us eternal life, when we consider all the promises that the Lord has so lovingly made to us and has so powerfully kept, when we listen to the wisdom He so generously gives us in the Bible, then can there really be any question at all where we will go or whom we will serve? We too will serve the Lord because He is our God. So you know who your Lord is and you know who you are. So every day, in every thought and word, in every attitude and every action, choose to be that redeemed child of God that His grace has chosen and made you to be. Amen. Please rise. And the peace of God which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.